I am Liz Wright. Welcome to Live Your Best Life. The only thing that matters now is living by the power of this wonderful new creation life. We're going to become an undefeatable force of radiating glory and we are rising up strong now in this hour. Hi family, welcome to Live Your Best Life with me Liz Wright. I have a very special guest with me today, my dear friend, back by extremely popular demand. She is the founder and director of Glasgow Prophetic Centre, the British Arts Council of Prophets. She is an internationally loved and recognised prophetic voice. Of course, I am talking about the beautiful, (laughs) the wise Emma Stark. Emma, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. I am just honoured and delighted and privileged. And I always feel like you and I, Liz, could talk for hours and hours and hours. So <laughs> <laughs> always, always, when, when we're together, we do. <laughs> when we get the opportunity to speak. Emma, I wanted to start today's conversation by asking you what's in your beautiful, powerful spirit regarding what Jesus is saying Um in the midst of all of the pain and the the problems that have been going on internationally in the prophetic community. Um, I, I know before the show we were talking and the scripture that I have been gripped by from, let me just have a quick look. I want to read it because the words have just been gripping my heart straight from Jesus. It's 1, 1, 1 Corinthians 2, 2, and it's where Paul is talking to the Corinthians and he says, I determine to be consumed with one topic, Jesus, Mm -hmm. the crucified Messiah. And honestly, all the way through, I've been all that's been going on in the last few months, particularly, I have been living there and and feeling Jesus drawing us back to himself out of complications, out of mess and pain, out of distractions, back into the most important thing for all of us, right? Just to yeah. to sit at his feet, to know his heart, to know his heart. And I think that's the privilege of the prophetic anyway, yeah. isn't it? First and foremost, we are anointed. We are a people that can know the heart of God. And he really, really wants to be known by us and yeah. really, really wants for us to be a pure sound as an overflow of, of what's going on within him, you know? And so that's where I've been. And so I wanted to share that as we start and just say, you know, What's the Lord's been saying to you um, in the midst of this? And where do we go from here? I, I mean, I, I love your premise there, Liz, that sense of coming back into the, the rhythms of revelation that mm-hmm. are not about performance or ego or likes, but the rhythm of revelation is a rhythm of finding the heart of God. And I know that a lot of the prophetic movement feels like they're in crisis. We think, oh my goodness, perhaps this might be our worst day. Can I say, I think this is the best day the prophetic movement has ever lived because God has us in his uh, hot house of forced refinement Mm -hmm. and this growth into maturity. And when do we ever hit such a sweet spot as an entire international community where we're saying, God, 
grow us up into the things that we should not have forgotten, into our first loves. And I want to just say, let us celebrate a moment of merciful yet severe course correction. I think we have to go, oh God, I actually want to embrace the uncomfortableness that is bringing me into maturity. Oh, I love that, Emma. (laughs) It's the right perspective, isn't it? It's the right perspective. And I love it when you and I were talking, you were talking about knowing the the inner world of God's heart. And I think this course correction is taking us, it's exactly what you're saying, isn't it? To a deeper level than we've ever known. That's the invitation. I, I think it is. And I think what we have done is we have substituted the voice of God for intimacy with him. And I think in our job as revelatory communities, whether you're a full-blown known prophet or whether you're paddling in the shallow waters of, I just want to know, God, what you sound like. We want to make God's voice audible. But I think we have started to say, God, what are you saying? God, what do you want me to say? And it's, God, what are you saying? What are you speaking? What is your voice doing? And we've not stopped and said, God, how do you feel? God, don't just reveal to me your voice, but reveal to me your entire inner life. God, I don't just want to be an attentive ear, but I want to be an in-tune heart. And I wonder whether we lost the depths of communion with Jesus, whether we lost the sense of uh, connecting with the divine consciousness, where we stopped experiencing the heart and the emotions of God. And so when you start to say, oh, God, uh, what are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying? You actually start to fixate on the wrong things. And actually you start to layer your emotions around words rather than God's emotions. Let let me express it like this. I love what you're saying, Emma. How many people have you and I, we've watched them prophesy and we switch off. I mean, we shouldn't, but we do. And we kind of do this, it's quite rude, but we roll our eyes at the end of them prophesying, and we shouldn't, but we do it internally. Because why? Maybe the words were accurate, but they did not bear the emotional hallmarks of God. The words were plausible, but they didn't carry weight because they were not emotionally connected to the heart of God. And I think when you feel God's emotions, it's a, oh, Liz, it's the most remarkable place. When you feel God's emotions, I think you have a greater awe of him. You have a greater awe of revelation. You reflect his inner world. It's the greatest privilege of your life. Oh, my goodness. Do you know, absolutely, absolutely everything that you're articulating is what I've been feeling in the spirit. You're giving language, powerful, powerful language to it. And I'm sure the family around the world can feel the invitation inside your words, actually feel the longing of Jesus, the invitation he's drawing us into this place. And 
one of the things he's been saying to me is the future is bright. The future is union. We are image, you know, Genesis, the beginning of Genesis, let us make man and woman in our image, in our image and likeness, and that we're to reveal him and reflect him. And like you said, then so powerfully that we move, we move, our words carry weighty power, transformational power. When we speak as a prophetic overflow of the heart of God. It's very different, isn't it? It, I it is. That, I think that's it's what I'm great. feeling. He's closing that that gap. That totally. Gap. I think when we when we connect with the emotions of God, it strips performance out of prophecy. Yeah. I think when you connect with the emotions of God, it strips actually your own preferences out. Why would you want to prophesy your own preference when actually you can have the higher call of prophesying the emotions of God? Now here, here, I think, is the is the rub. We have for years developed a church community and, and uh, an international society of believers who are nervous about emotions. Mm-hmm. We're nervous about emotions. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we live very often as the emotionally numb. We live as the emotionally disconnected. We live as the emotionally shut down. And yet God is emotionally involved in the earth. And I think we have lost that as the start point of who God is. God's start point is as a relational, emotional carer and nurturer. And actually the start point that we should have with him is as an emotional, relational connection. And God is not detached. He's the most moved heart you will ever encounter. He is deeply affected by human deeds and human needs. And so God suffers when humans suffer. And so if I hurt someone, I injure God. And God has this continual, constant emotional involvement in the human story. You and I are objects of God's emotional concern. And so therefore, when I prophesy, I must tap into that emotional concern that God has. If I Um, in any way to rightly reflect him. Heaven help me if I'm indifferent. Heaven have mercy on the voices that are callous. You know, God help those who believe that emotions are somehow surplus to requirements. And so, uh, you know, emotions are not an idea up there. Emotions are at the heart of a God who is divinely passionate. Now, when I can connect with that, the prophecy that comes out of my mouth is so different. Yeah. Oh, completely, completely, Emma. Well, we just become an expression of his heart, don't we? Yes. Which contains power because we're actually speaking the intention of him, compelled by love. I think that's one of the the pieces by his grace he's bringing back isn't he into the prophetic expression now that we would be become compelled by love because we know him and we're then an overflow and then this power and love and just it's transformational for the one that we're speaking to oh i love your language (laughs) and it is it's the most exciting time isn't it for the prophetic it is I mean, I mean, I just want to fall to my knees because this yeah. open door, I mean, oh, Liz, 
this open door into the emotions of God. Ah, I know. There's nothing else, is there, like you said before. You know, it's just the most extraordinary experience to feel his heart. And it's the invitation is there for all of us right now totally. to step into. Wow. <laughs> Totally. I mean, let, I want to yeah. give you some top tips for how to get there. If you, mm, if you're, right. if you've got a little bit of noticing, but let me say this: yeah, no, I no, think the prophets became revelatory machines rather than revelatory emotional connectors. Oh, brilliant! I, seen- let me say that again: we became revelatory machines, almost like a vending machine, rather than revelatory emotional connectors. And I think that fundamentally took the entire prophetic movement into a place where prophets were easy to disrespect. Mm. And we did it to ourselves. I mean, we did it to ourselves. Why? Because we danced around on platforms and we trained the people watching us out of awe and wonder for who God was. And how often do we listen to revelation that puts us on our knees? How often do we deliver revelation from our knees? And could it be that that we talk about often this need for um, uh, a, a revival of the reverential fear of the Lord? I mean, that's very commonly spoken of. Oh, God, we need a renewing of the reverential awe, the reverential fear of God. Can I can I put a, a, a thought forward as to why we've got there? Because we, as prophets, as God's closest representatives, stopped modeling it. There was no one left as an example of how you respond in the presence of God. And we modeled his voice, not his heart. So we stopped carrying awe and wonder. We stopped reflecting who he was. And I think prophecy is a much more emotional business than we thought. And could it be that we've led the nations into a place where they don't know how to be in reverential fear of God because we didn't show it? Yeah, yeah. I so th- important. Th- this so is the growing important. up. Whew. It is the growing up. And it's the empowerment as well, isn't it? It's the balance to yeah. the pursuit of intimacy, the prioritizing of intimacy, then to be fueled in our life with the, by the awe and wonder of God. Holy Spirit, whoa, yeah. I feel the Lord on that strongly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Seeing him again as, as our majestic king, as creator, yes. as the Alpha and Omega, as well as the one, like you said, who wants that intimate, deep relationship with him, for us to walk in intimacy, to know his heart and express his heart. But also coupled together with the ability to see him as the one our heart loves but as the creator (laughs) what a combination is being restored to us you know one of the experiences I've had recently Emma is um it's connected to what you're saying the restoration of relationship with him seeing him for who he is as I had a vision where I saw Mary of Bethany I saw her sitting at the Lord's feet and I felt um, a grace being released to us in this hour to be able to live the life that she modeled for us, wow. which is all about sitting at his feet, yeah. knowing the master's face, even the expressions of his face, you know, knowing his heart, knowing who he is, and also in both capacities, creator, he is God. 
and he is the lover of our soul and he's the one who died to have a restored relationship with us right which is what you're saying it's all now about this restoration of relationship knowing who he truly is being known by him Mm -hmm. that's what I've been feeling more than anything is he wants to be known by us I, I would totally agree. I think, Liz, in that the word I would use of the church in, in the last handful of years, perhaps longer than handful of years, is relationally malnourished. Mm-hmm. I think we are a malnourished bride. And I think that is in a, an emotional place, relationally, emotionally malnourished. And so what that means is that we run very quickly into works We run into rhythms of discipline. Now, please be disciplined and be rhythmical in your discipline. But I think we grab hold of that um, to try to to nourish us when in actual fact, my nourishment comes from my emotional connection. And we've got to be very honest about where wellness comes from. How do I get well? How do I have a whole mind? How am I not shaken? How do I not get battle weary? All those kind of questions. And I would say that those who are run down and exhausted and those who are battle weary have probably missed the step of a radical love encounter because love encounters are the source of nourishment. Okay, so I, I, you can almost hear people screaming, hi, I know, I can hear people screaming, <laughs> okay, tell me how to get let's here. Get, let's get really, really practical, okay, yeah. uh, and I've done this with so many different people and done it en masse with my church on Sunday mornings, uh, and, and, and this works, you have to remember a time where you had a positive encounter with Jesus, It doesn't matter whether it was yesterday or 30, 40 years ago, but you have to allow your mind and your heart to remember a positive connection. Now, when you go back something and you remember a positive connection, you actually open relational pathways. It is exactly the same when you're talking about memories with your family or you're looking at old photographs. The the business of opening memories and remembering positive encounters opens relational pathways. And so in that place, once you've done that, oh, of course. Now, okay, some of you were saying, ah, mine wasn't for years and years and years. Don't panic, okay? You will have in that memory opened a relational pathway. Now, what do you do next? You turn that into a prayer of gratitude. Jesus, thank you that back then you turned up as my friend. Thank you that Jesus, back then you turned up and you fought for me. Thank you. Whoever Jesus was in that place, you turn that into gratitude. Now, what then happens is it turns your heart into an expectation of a new relational journey. I remember and I open up the relational pathways. I have gratitude and I then open up the future of being able to walk into relationship. It's incredibly simple. Remember and thank. 
Now, at that point, all your relational connections are open. I mean, this is scientifically proved. I'm not just, this is not just mumbo jumbo. It's scientifically proved that what memory does and what gratitude does. At that point, Jesus, where are you today? Jesus, what do you want me to know today? Jesus, what are you doing today? Jesus, what are you excited about today? Jesus, what are you saying to me today? And at that point, it's not bouncing off ceilings because we've done the remembrance and the gratitude. So I am awakened to relational connection. It is gloriously that simple. Oh my goodness, that is just gems. <laughs> yeah. The absolute nuggets. Oh my goodness. And, now, and go for, I've go never done that with any I've never done that with anybody who didn't immediately come into a new relational um encounter with Jesus. I really? think we think, well, I think we're a bit naughty as church leaders because I think we 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 wax lyrical about mystery, you know, <laughs> and we make encountering Jesus seem uh, you know, out of reach is the thing yeah. that only the special ones get. Right. And yet, what does the Lord say? You know, build memorial stones, enter yeah. his gates with thanksgiving. I mean, the steps are there in scripture. Why? Because it predisposes me to a relational uh, connection. Yeah, that's so powerful, Emma. It's so important. Oh my goodness. And it's and it's for all of us. Like you said, it's not just for a few intergalactic <laughs> super prophets. This is this is should be the normal Christian life for all of us. I just love that. And I do, I have felt that grace coming on all of us to to and so what you're doing is providing keys, helping us all live in the secret place. Yes. Because really as, prophet, as prophets, as the prophetic people, we're supposed to confirm what people, everybody's hearing in the secret place, right? In their life in Jesus. This is for everybody. We, yes. were, all, we were all brought into uh, an experience with Jesus when we were born again, a capacity for that experience. So he's it, restoring that to us. <laughs> that you. is it. I, think, I love what you say there, Liz, is the capacity for experience yeah. and encounter. I think yeah. it would be wrong for us to say, oh, you know, you don't have what everybody has the capacity. And what I think is fascinating is yeah. when we walk down that aisle in heaven to marry Jesus, I mean, that glorious moment of the marriage ceremony of the bride and the angels who are on catering par excellence. You know, what does the food taste like at the banquet of the marriage of the lamb? And the heaven's kitchens are on overdrive with all the recipe books, you know. I love all that thought, that day of a wedding in heaven. You know, you and I do not walk up that aisle to a stoic God who will refuse to make eye contact with us. That is not what happens in that moment. It's the lingering gazes. It's the, Mm. oh, I'm so breathless. I waited for millennia for you to come down this aisle. You know, it's the fact that in a marriage ceremony, I am not in a transactional space, a legal transaction. I'm in an emotional transaction space. And I feel like the Lord is saying to the prophets, you forgot that it was relationally transactional. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you fell on your own swords. Now, come back to my heart. 
Just beautiful, Emma. It's true, isn't it? And I'm sure everybody watching out there, you can feel this. Jesus is drawing us back. He's so gracious. Back into the most important thing, which is relationship with him. Ah, and he, he is. He's reigniting that capacity, isn't he, inside of us right now. And just, yeah, it is. it will become for all of us as easy as breathing. Because like yes. you said, Emma, history wraps up with a wedding. That's yes. our destination. Everything is preparing us for that moment. It's just mind-blowing, isn't it? To be the counterpart of God, to be his perfect image, his perfect reflection, to know him, to be a suitable bride for the living God. I mean, this is who we are. Yes. I do think it requires... Um, a little bit of declaration. I do think mm -hmm. that we have to start to say, I trust what you say about me, God. Yeah. I trust your report about me. I trust that I have been made the righteousness of Christ. This all lives yeah. or dies on whether you believe what God says. Yeah. And I think so many of us come with low self-esteem, uh, self-rejection issues, self-loathing issues, even self-hatred. And we, we truly believe that this is for somebody else and not for us. Now, let me give you some top tips there. You've got to, to learn to say, I trust. And, and what, what does the word of God say? Faith comes by hearing. Right. So if I'm going to increase my faith, I've got to hear myself say it it doesn't say faith comes by reading it says faith comes by hearing and so what I say to my children is how do you read the bible and the correct answer is out loud <laughs> that's the correct answer how do you read the bible out loud why because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I'm not going to get myself into a place of believing this is for me unless I bother to work with other biblical truths, which is the power of decree. I trust what you say about me. Come on, right now where you're listening to this, the I trust must come out of your mouth. I trust that I am loved by you, God. I trust that the cross was for me as much as it was for Liz Wright. I trust. And you start to speak that and you medicate your own faith. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's powerful. And you know, it when you were speaking, then it reminds me of the scripture, Emma, where the disciples say to Jesus, what's the will of the Father? And he yeah. simplifies it all back down to exactly what you've just said. Just believe in the one that the Father sent. Just believe in Jesus. Take him literally. And that that activates the whole realm, doesn't it? Belief is, for me, it's the, door, it's the doorway of faith that yeah. you see in um, the archway of faith, you know, that we see in Song of Solomon. Yeah. We step yeah. through the archway of faith into his presence, into the realm of the kingdom and all the realm, everything of his world opens up to, up to us and we can yes. begin to step in and experience him. 100%. And also when you were speaking, um, I was seeing like, yes, when we speak the word out loud, the word washes us, right? Yes. It washes us. <laughs> we get saturated again with truth and we transform. You know, it's so, so important. We make, we make, it, we make it so ridiculously complex. Oh, don't we? I mean, yeah. honestly, when God says faith comes by hearing and we completely ignore that, you know, and we yeah. call it our quiet time. Oh my goodness me, since when is that ever a concept in scripture that my time with Jesus is my quiet time? That's nonsense. You know, 
<laughs> let's let's rename it my joy time because as soon as you yeah. start to talk about a quiet time you frame it into something quite passive you yeah. you know we've got to watch our language oh i'm going to have my joy time you know <laughs> i'm going to have my relationship time and relationship time is chatter, 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 chatter. You know, <gasps> why are you feeling today, God? God, what are you excited about today? Yeah, it's so true. I just love all the joy that comes out of you. It's so contagious. <laughs> and I love what you said as well then, Emma, like speaking the word over ourselves, you know, believing the scriptures that say things like, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It's yeah. no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me. This yeah. is the truth of who we are, isn't it? And it just, the word just begins to activate who we are. Yes. <laughs> we align on the inside into the truth, don't we? And we shift back into spirit life, spirit living. Yes. Yeah. I think what fascinates me is certainly the Old Testament, we talk about seers, you know, S-E-E-R, seer prophets, those who have an ability to to navigate within the spirit realm. And I think mm. we kind of think, oh, that's for somebody who has got a titled office. Uh, and yet the New Testament very much unpicks that by its concept of fix your eyes of the on the unseen realm. And that verse of fix your eyes in the unseen realm is given to all. And the expectation is that by the time you get to the New Testament and the New Covenant, all should be fixing their eyes on the unseen realm. It yeah. almost pulls away that sense of Old Testament specialization. So mm -hmm. fix your eyes on the unseen realm, the beauty of the inclusiveness of God that all are able to see in that realm and navigate in that realm. And then, of course, commanded to do so. Fix your eyes on the unseen realm is a command of God. And mm -hmm. so I do think God will say, why didn't you have a better look at me? <laughs> come on you lot why did why did you look down and not look up oh gosh that's so true and that's his invitation right now isn't it yes. he's like just get your eyes off the mess and the division and yes. where people have made mistakes and we've missed it it's okay we're all learning we, we're still family we're still who we are in him still precious to him the lord's inheritance clean up our messes move on yes. <laughs> move on come back to him move forward into the yeah from glory to glory to glory so good okay so just in finishing emma can i ask you to just pray and sure. prophesy i mean if there's anything else you want to share please share it please share it i i but, think what i want to pray and what i want to um i, I actually think there's homework i do think there's homework mm -hmm. I think that we have to get our hearts out of the coffins of emotional numbness. I think it is very natural for us to be wounded in life and then to allow a structure to come around our emotions. I won't feel, I won't trust, I won't reach my hand out into an emotional place again. And we have habits of emotional disconnection uh, much more easily formed than habits of emotional connection. And I do think in all of this, although I've given you top tips of reading out loud and, and remembering encounters as your start point, I do think we have to repent for our uh, shutdownness uh, emotionally because we are connecting with an emotionally uh, motivated God. He feels for you. That's why he sent his son. He would not have done that had his heart not been switched on. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And so uh, l- let me just pray. Father, for all those who listen and watch, wherever they are sitting across the face of the planet, even if right now, if they feel small and they feel insignificant, Father, in your son's name, in the name of Jesus, we go to where you are with these prayers and we prize the demonic scaffolding of spiritual and emotional numbness off your heart. I can hear the splinters in the spirit realm. I can hear the wood cracking. And we now speak liberation over your heart that you may be one who can connect relationally again. Where there is accidentally a heart of stone, we, I feel like I want to blow, we blow the healing wind of God over you and we give you back a heart of flesh and I say emotionally come into a place of passion again come into a place of passion for the divine again in Jesus name wow amen wow 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 (laughs) wow (laughs) while you were praying Emma I started to see Jesus in the spirit and he was looking intently into your eyes, family. Literally, as you were turning your heart in agreement with Emma's prayer, then there was such a powerful presence of Holy Spirit as she spoke. I could literally see you turning your the attention of your heart back onto Jesus, just reaching in faith, agreeing with what she was praying. And then I saw the light of Jesus, the love that he has for you, pouring out of his eyes and moving into your heart and filling. Wow, God, such a strong anointing on that, Emma. Wow. Filling your hearts with his healing love, with the experience of his healing love. And right now, as as we are all coming in agreement as a family, and Emma and I are in agreement right now, you for this shift in your life, this healing touch and breakthrough to bring your heart back to life, that's exactly what Jesus is doing right now. Holy. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. And I was just... Um, Holy Spirit just dropped Song of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 1 into my spirit again this is one of the scriptures i've not been able to get beyond and it literally says let him yeah <laughs> and yes. i stop there <laughs> and let him just let him it's just a choice right emma it's just a choice let him let him kiss you with the kisses of his mouth that ruach breath let that 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 ruach breath of god that fresh breath that he first breathed into adam just be received into your heart just begin just with your powerful will you don't have to feel for this to be authentic just just let him say yes to him again let him kiss you kiss your heart awake release fresh a fresh breath of his spirit into you revive you restore you some of you have been numb broken shut down for years this is your moment this is the time Jesus is bringing us alive he's bringing us back to his heart back into the experience of his love holy spirit and we are going to sound very different (laughs) as a prophetic people as a result of this as Emma's been sharing this is what he's showing us now this is the invitation so just even as we finish today um just i encourage you if you can stay with him and let him let him just the begin to god the glory of god is all over this i do feel so like strong who just give permission 
just give them permission. And the words are, I give you permission. I give you permission. I give you permission. And that sense of, I trust that you are good. How there is, I trust mm. that you are good. Yeah. yeah. You are not like all the others. Not a man that he would lie. Not a man. He's not going to disappoint you. You are the reward of his suffering. You are the reward of his suffering. You are what he was looking at. What in, what sustained him as he endured the agony of the cross. That is the truth. And he wants your heart to know this reality. Holy. <sighs> History wraps up with a wedding. You are being made ready to be the appropriate, equally yoked partner with God. It's mind-blowing. We can't get ourselves there, but this is the journey, <laughs> right? It's the journey. There's such a flow. Just keep receiving such a flow of the presence of God right now, healing. There's nothing impossible for Jesus. There's nothing too difficult. No area of your heart so broken, so shut down that he can't reach you and restore you. And that's what he's doing right now. Golly. Thank you, Jesus. Go, go. Did you want to say something, Emma? Now, I, I actually really believe that there is such a glory of God on this, Liz, that some of you who thought you would never feel again are going to feel the love of God. I actually am watching God touch those particularly who've been abused, physically assaulted, um, actually spiritual abuse too, but I feel like physical abuse and God is, is healing the rawness of the memories and giving you back the ability for intimacy. There's a real mercy of God right now, uh, even on the most um, shut down of lives. God will not leave you as he finds you. Yeah. No, no we agree. I can feel, I just keep receiving, keep receiving. I just want to really honour the Lord's presence right now because it's so thick. His presence is so thick. This moment is your moment. This is your moment for a miracle. Holy Spirit, wow. We just thank you, Jesus, for your love pouring out right now, touching every heart, even the most damaged, like Emma's seen. Those of you that have been abused, whatever that is, verbal, spiritual, sexual, whatever it is, he's healing you right now. He's drawing you back to himself. He's giving you the ability to experience intimacy, pure, holy intimacy with him, to know union, to live from the place of oneness experientially. Who the sun sets free is free indeed, right? Amen. Where the spirit of God is, there is freedom. And this is our time. He's bringing us forth, all of us, every single one of us, shining. His image bearers, that's who we are, is who we were before the foundation in his heart. We were his dream. You are his dream. Yeah. History wraps up with his dream. History is all about him. Yes, there's a lot of noise right now in the natural. There's a lot of noise and God. And he's bringing us to a place where we will have his perspective. We will be cooperating with his perspective. <sighs> from a place of oneness, every area of your heart healed. So yes. we agree, we agree, we agree. Thank you, Jesus. It's a new day, hey, Emma. It's a new day. 
Yes, it, it really is. And I think, listen, all of this, we've had years of saying, you know, I want to be a great leader or I want to be a great apostle or I want to be a great prophet, you know, and I think I want to be a great influencer, you know, and I think God is saying, no, 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 no. How about this? I want to be a great friend of God. Ooh, that's it. You know, that's it. And and that sense of those other they were well-intentioned because we do want to be great influencers, but they had become idols. And uh, that priority of, I want to be a great friend of God above everything else, that that now needs to come front and center and, and dominate my prayers. God, what does being your great friend look like? Yeah. Rather than I need another school for this and I need another training for this and I need more yeah. likes because I want to be great at what I do. No, God, I want to wake up every day and start my day with what does being a great friend to God look like today? So beautiful. So beautiful because in the end it's all about him. Yes. We get the privilege of being able to, to yes. move the heart of God with our tiny little attempts to love him. right? Yes. And then he just pours out his love and then he makes us look awesome. <laughs> so. We will influence the nations and the world will know who we are because of the love, because of the love as we just start with him and get filled with love more and more and more. It's who we are. It's who God is, right? It's how history wraps up. Shining. <laughs> We're shining. Yes. So anyway, anyway, we better stop there. You see, Emma and I can just talk and flow for hours and hours. I just love being with you. <laughs> Oh, oh, and so amen, 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 amen to everything that Jesus has done today. Emma, thank you so much for giving us your time. You're such a joy. You always are. Such a gift to the body of Christ. Pleasure. And thank you. Thank you all for being with us today. And we pray that you will just go deeper and deeper into the experience of Jesus' love this next week and look forward to being with you again next Monday. God bless. Mm -hmm.